Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 316 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for the freedom to read your word. Help us receive the message you desire us to receive today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what's happening in Luke chapter 5. We read about the power of God and it overpowered Peter with fear. The Amplified Bible equates his fear to being more like terror. Jesus used Peter's boat to deliver his message. Then he instructed Peter to go back out and fish again, even after they had cleaned their nets and stowed them away. Peter complained because he and his partners had worked all night and caught nothing. But then he obeyed Jesus and the net could hardly hold all the fish they caught. Maybe we feel the same way sometimes. We work as hard as we can and then decide to stop. Then we hear a little voice in our spirit telling us to keep going. We complain and just about the time we start complaining, the miracle comes. May we be open to God's spirit working in us and take the time to hear his message. We can pray for the strength and will to obey God's leading. Jesus gave Peter and his partners a new life mission as he said they would become fishers of men instead of fishermen. Then he asked Matthew, the tax collector, to start a new life with him. Verse 28 says, And he forsook everything and got up and followed him, becoming his disciple and siding with his party. When we become discouraged in our work, let us look to the one who has perfectly designed our lives and walk in his ways, not our own. The Pharisees watched Jesus heal the paralyzed man who was dropped through the house ceiling. They watched him eat with sinners, and they asked him why his disciples didn't fast and offer up prayers to the Lord. They looked like the bad guys over and over. However, imagine being in their position, thinking they knew where the Messiah was prophesied to come from and who they thought he would be. Jesus wasn't at all what they expected, so they were confused, and God planned it exactly this way. Jesus said he came for the lost, not the already righteous. God's plan to save us included the Pharisees denying Jesus was the Messiah and putting him on the cross. We can praise the Lord today that his plan included us. Let's see what John has to say in 1 John chapter 4. He tells us that not every spirit is of God and warns us to test it. The spirit is true if someone confesses to know and believe in Jesus and that he is God's son. He tells us that we belong to God and have already defeated the enemy because he who lives in you is greater, mightier than he who is in the world. We must know that Jesus is greater than any force against us. He encourages us to love one another for love comes from God. Verse 12 is underlined in my Bible and says, No man has at any time yet seen God, but if we love one another, God abides in us and his love is brought to its full maturity. May God's love abide in us and control us. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is verse 18, which says, There is no fear in love. May we turn fear out of the door and live in peace. Let's see what Ezekiel is writing in chapter 19. The Lord told Ezekiel to write a lament for Israel. The lioness God speaks of is Jerusalem or Judah. It is Judah personified. First, we read about Jehoahaz, who ruled for three months. He was an evil ruler and was captured by the Egyptians. Then we read about Jehoiakim, who only ruled for three months as well before being captured and taken to Babylon. Last, we read about Zedekiah, who was also captured by Babylon and died in prison. Ezekiel sees the glory of Israel as she once was, 
But now the Lord used Babylon to pluck it up and plant it in the wilderness. Verse 13 says, it is transplanted in the wilderness in a dry and thirsty land, Babylon. Remember that this has already occurred in previous books we've read. I recommend going back and reading all the verses referenced in 2 Kings to refresh your memory about all that has occurred. God planned this. He sent prophets with messages to the people to try and persuade them to change their ways, and finally carried the prophecies out, including the one to bring them back together and save them through his son. Chapter 20 is chronologically out of order. The elders of Israel came to Ezekiel early on and asked him to inquire of the Lord for them. However, God was insistent that they should not inquire of him. The Lord started recounting the number of times he would deal with their idol worship and abominable behavior, but had to put it off for his namesake. You see, he had made Israel great, and everyone knew it was the great I Am who fought every battle and overtook all the nations. So taking his favor from his people was difficult because it would be a bad reflection on him. However, it was finally time to deal with them. We see the phrase, I am the Lord, said by God no less than eight times in this chapter. The phrase, they profaned my Sabbaths, occurred no less than four times. The Lord also talked about idol worship and sacrificing their firstborn children multiple times. In verse 39, God said, but you shall not profane my holy name anymore with your sacrificial gifts and your idols. God's mind was not changing to scatter his people and let them be taken captive. We know all of this happened as we have read in previous books of the Bible that it did. Last in verses 34 and 37, God promises to bring them back together under a permanent covenant with him, which we know is through his son, Jesus. Let's see what we can learn from Psalm 135. This is a psalm of praise to the Lord. Verse 3 says, Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praises to his name, for he is gracious and lovely. Yes, the Lord is gracious and lovely. Then the psalmist writes about the earth and how God makes the lightning, rain, and wind. The Lord is all-powerful. Verse 15 says, The idols of the nations are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. These are still idols today. We work and strive for more and more things and have made these things our idols. May God show us what we are putting in front of him and deliver us from it. The psalmist ends by praising the Lord. Let us keep our eyes on the Lord instead of the world and know that our worth comes from him. We are chosen to be his and can be so grateful that we are his. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for showing us your might and your glory in your word. May we praise you today for your power. Help us give our burdens to you and allow you to do all the miracles you plan on doing. Keep our eyes on you and not on our troubles or the troubles of this world. Please show us our idols, Lord, and deliver us from them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.